Now we live. We are. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Dougie Fresh, y'all on. All right. Um, fellas, I, I see that Chris is over there handling the big business. You know, that's that's why he the money man in America plan. You know I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. He always got a new money move on the line. But, you know, when you all things in life require balance. And just like we need to talk about the money plans and the money moves, sometimes you just need a little bit of mindless scrolling. You know what I'm talking about? You know, just just a little bit of, of, of looking on Twitter, seeing how vapid people have become today. Just a little scrolling on Twitter, hoping that you hear another. It's getting too loud. You know what I mean? You just need that sometimes. You just need that sometimes. I'm going and, pink to know. <laughs> Hey, all right. You know what I mean? You just, hey, just, hey, hey. My lights got the little, uh, you know what I'm saying? The little symbol hey, next to it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, if your likes or bookmarks are like public, you're you're like, you got to be Mother Teresa. You got to be like a saint. You, or you're braver than Marines. Because, uh, you know, Twitter recently made people's like bookmarks. Like people can see when you bookmark they, their tweet or something like that. And I'm just like. Yeah, but they didn't publish actual bookmarks, did they? No, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Bro, they published the actual bookmarks. Um, half of I'm, us would I'm be, cooked, bro. I'm not going to hold you. I am cooked, bro. Now, how cooked are we talking? Doc Rivers cooked or... I might or be what? worse than Doc Rivers cooked. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so, wait a minute. Wait so on a minute. scale from hold one on, to ten. On. You do know why Doc Rivers got cooked and why he's important in terms of liking things on Twitter, right? Yeah, he was he was liking some flicks, right? Those flicks were not one plug, one socket flicks, if you understand oh. drift. Okay, okay. I'm not Doc Rivers yeah, cooked. Yeah, yeah. He was Acting unruly. Okay, okay. Hey, listen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't kick shame. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, right, right, right. I ain't ain't my place, but he was. I don't either, but at the same time, that's still it. You can get cooked off of that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. You're a thousand percent getting cooked off that. You're a thousand percent. So, uh, but uh, what was his name? What was it? I want to say it was uh, the Canadian boy uh, from from the Knicks. Help me out. Play that dude. Help me out. He was supposed to be RJ Barrett. Is it? Yeah, yeah. RJ Barrett. Yeah, RJ Barrett was um, yeah, he got cooked on liking, you know, some provocative things. But uh what uh, Doc got cooked for, yeah. Uh that's not just it's not just your run of the mill stuff there. It's not just your run of the mill stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, yeah, that'd be a tough scene for me. All right, so what if we gotta say goodbye to TikTok, you know, because they they saying that it might get taken off the map altogether, that it might get xed out. If we had to say goodbye to Twitter, what would, I mean, not Twitter, uh, TikTok, what would be y'all highlights from the app? Like, what would be y'all moments that you look back at and you like, this is impressive. This um, is impressive. so, so uh, right now, the the Madden, can you stand the rain? Is is hilarious to me only because I've never been a big Madden player, but I recently started getting back into it, and I be going through some stuff on that game, man. Yeah. I got uh, I got Will Levis as my quarterback. <sighs> when I tell you this man, the five yard out route, this man missing. I mean, 
That's not that far off base. <laughs> not, Still, man. It's not um, the game fault that you drafted Will Levis. <laughs> uh, no, but, um, but no, man, that probably the funniest TikTok ever is uh have y'all seen uh um the the Chris Brown making straight A's in school? I have it's a couple years old at this point, man, but that might be the funniest TikTok ever. And then there's one more. I actually sent it in the group chat. Did y'all watch that uh that YouTube intro? Um, uh, no. What, 360 what Jeezy. Here's this dude who YouTube channel name is 360 Jeezy. Wait, he's a waiver, right? Yeah, you be doing the haircuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did y'all watch that TikTok I put in there? Yeah. I didn't. That's the, that's the that's watch it while we on the air just watch it real quick all right re- resend it resend it in there or is it all right recent? is it re- yeah re- I, I, I sent it uh on sunday i think okay all yeah right. j- just scroll up it's right there saturday right, i sent it on sent it saturday night yeah all right the funniest intro ever okay this nigga got the funniest intro I've ever seen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We done lost our clean rating for 360 <laughs> We done lost our clean rating for 360 Jeezy. I hate it. We'll, we'll be up right. <laughs> I hate it, yeah. We lost I, our clean rating. All right, so so so, what's y'all uh, what's y'all favorite or Chris? What's your favorite moment from TikTok? What's your favorite moment that you look hey, at? And you like? I I ain't big on social media at all, as as everybody know that know me. But this per these John Morant TikToks lately, <laughs> dog. The one where he doing in the sideline, he doing this. And then they yeah. shoot gunshots on his head, <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they be having that in so many twists and twangs, bro. I can't hold y'all up, bro. This might be the funniest. Like, hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. John Moran might be the funniest guy known to man. Might be. Yeah, yeah the, the one that is the, uh, it was, it's, it's too, honestly, the, the one with the dude dancing. Say, get your hands off that baby. That, oh my, bro. He been explaining to y'all that it's child abuse to hit your kids for two weeks straight. And people keep arguing with him about it. Like, it's crazy. It's legitimately insane. Like, have y'all seen those? You you sent it to me. You you sent, me, yeah, you sent bro, it to it, me. It's about cut, cut. for two weeks. It's, You're it's, cutting it's out crazy. a little bit there. Oh my God! This is this is embarrassing. My technology loves to embarrass. The Wi-Fi selling, boy. <laughs> Wi-Fi. It came with a can of Campbell soup. Boy, got Vonage internet. Dial up. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, the parade in my city ones is classic too, man. They 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 have been getting out of hand with those too, man. Like. They the montages they've been doing with John Moran. Can y'all, can y'all hear me now? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, am I? Yeah, we can. Okay, excellent. I'm I'm very upset that y'all. My Wi-Fi came from Focus Hope. For those of y'all who are from Detroit and know what Focus <laughs> Hope is, that boy had the powder. That boy Man. had the powdered milk with the uh, hey, with the Wi-Fi. Hey, hey you want to know what's crazy? People used to get that powdered milk a lot of slander, right? 
And, and don't get me wrong, I had that powdered milk before. It deserves the slander. Don't we find out you a powdered milk or powder? Oh, okay. You know what really deserves the slander that it never gets work? That steak in the can from there. Ugh, that was crazy. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. What deserves the what deserved the work from from Focus Hope is is people driving through the line twice at Focus Hope to get the can in this the can state like that, that that's tough. I mean, they had to eat, Chris. That was just what it was. Nah, like, you, nah, if you, nah. Chris, you gotta understand. If you, I tell people all the time, bro, you're never. We are all three meals away from society completely collapsing. Like every rule that you think exists. Let people miss three meals in a row. I swear to God, everybody will act different. Everybody, the people who said they'd never do thing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, okay. They're going to be in them chat rooms showing feet. They're going to be in them chat rooms showing <laughs> I mean, motor feet. They're going to do what they so demanding do. right now, man. I don't even I don't even eat my first meal until I get off work, bro. I ain't going to lie. I get you. I'm just, Chris, you're, that's, you're not understanding, Chris. When you get off work, you know if you want to go have a steak the size of your back, you could do it, clearing away and not miss it. Like that's just that's what it is. It's a different situation when you like, hey, bro, like I didn't eat this morning. Um, I just worked a full shift. I'm not gonna eat tonight, and I don't know if my kids are gonna eat tomorrow morning. You'll turn into a different person. I am no, okay, guaranteeing okay, that. Okay, class. okay, I am. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you yeah, said you yeah. weren't gonna do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's that actually gives you to solve the mystery of the world, man. I think that's why people do crazy stuff, and you see it on news like, why did this person? Do oh, that? absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Nice. There was, there was. All right, and, and I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all know this. Okay, um, we gonna get back to the TikTok thing, but I'm gonna let y'all know this. During the winter, like Detroit jails literally made a rule that like they would only hold homeless people for so long and like let them out if they committed a petty crime. Because when they get cold outside in Detroit, they needed three hots and a cop. So they was like, all right, I'm going to do what I got to do to get in jail. And it was like, oh, no, if it ain't violent enough, like we're just going to put you back outside, bro. Like there's no mental facility to put you into. And the jails are overcrowded. What are you going to do about it? But now... In a much in a much less heavy, much funner moment to talk about things. My favorite TikTok trend definitely had to be the "It's getting too loud." That was oh my god! What? Oh, what a time! Man. What Can a time! Games in that jail cell. What a time, bro! That, that jail was the great. So so I'm lying about that. So you're gonna look at me and say I'm wrong, bro? You're gonna look at me and say I'm wrong? Exactly. I would either confirm nor deny. Exactly. And, and I'm going to tell you, the only thing that had me pissed off about it was when the corny shorties that they had no wagon back there came on there to about, I don't even got to walk in with my two like because my face card never declined. Get off, get off the tree. <laughs> get off the tree. That is not I what mean, this is for. I, I, I do all, I, even if it's not in that like context, I've always hated people that take memes or trends and try to make it like righteous. Yeah, it's time. Or they'd take a sound and be like, uh, I don't know. They'd make a sound and try to make it religious or something. Like, God got me. I'd be like, everybody, everybody come here for that. Exactly. The the uh the what was it? The the boy band one? Am I original? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody did that, but like made it real churchy, and it was so lame. It was so lame. It was like, uh, did he die on the third? Did he die on the Friday? Did he rise on the third day? But did the people love him for it? I said, did the people? And it was like, stop. This is corny. Jesus wouldn't approve of this, bro. Like, this is just not, not it, not it at all. But I digress. I digress. We're we're going to move on because we have 
a good amount of show for the folks today. You know, they say that we're in the off season of everything, but I strongly disagree. I strongly disagree. Number one, we got to talk about some of these podcasters who need their mics taken away. And at this point, they can take our mics <laughs> with them. If it means that we don't ever have to hear from Players Choice again, take my mic with them. Take my mic. Take it. I don't care. We're going to talk about one of the concepts that came up uh, from a podcast that was disgusting. And we'll talk about a moment a moment of transparency from Dame Dollar on the Old Man and the Three podcast, as well as NFL free agency winners and losers. And we got to talk some baseball. It's the World Baseball Classic, and players are getting hurt, blowing patellas, missing entire seasons behind it. Are y'all ready to get in the show today? I'm ready. Yep, it's getting it's a parade in my city. Oh God, here we go, here we go. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man of the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And you got the little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, folks, we're we we saw a podcast that they were discussing playmaking, and they said that. While Rondo may have had more assist than Shaquille O'Neal, he was not the better playmaker because Shaq got his teammates more open shots. He created more open shots by being on the court. Do y'all agree with this assertion? Um, no, because this is what happens when you give anybody who has the ability to purchase a microphone the ability to also make a podcast. And I know we have a podcast as well, but I think we've been pretty logical about our sports take. Mm-hmm. Um, the most egregious sports take I've ever heard on here is that the uh Giants was gonna win the NFC East, and Chris was almost right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean if you break down the that word playmaking it's the ability to make plays the coach draws up plays on both offense and defense right Mm -hmm. so if somebody is initiating that offense and able to create open shots out of it that would be playmaking it's the difference between that and somebody just being a good player and having gravity around them to where the defense needs to play defense in order to stop him and they pass to an open shot. That's completely different. Nobody drew up a play and said, we're going to post up Shaq and they're going to double team and, 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 you, and you pass it out. Absolutely. That is a large difference between playmaking. And, and, and if he was such a big playmaker and everybody was open and knocked down all of these shots, why is career, Shaq career assist numbers one assist a game? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Great points. This is this is one of those topics, though. Like, okay, so I got a question Gibbs a lot. Y'all know I love questioning Gibbs because Gibbs is filled with all type of sports knowledge. Right. So when you say playmaking, right, are we talking about just the fundamentals of how you impact your team and getting a shot, a good shot or your team scoring a point or scoring a basket? Well, and see, this is the part where I this the part where I would look into it and say, like, it depends on what your definition is. Cause, because yeah. to me, a playmaker is the guy that I want running my offense, controlling the flow and the tempo of my offense with the ball in their hand. Like that's that's the reality that we're looking at there. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that it's one or the other. I'd say it's a blend of both of the things you just mentioned. Like it is partially gravity helps you become a better playmaker. As we've seen with LeBron James and Magic Johnson, gravity helps you be a better playmaker. But to me, the playmaking is still like 
if you're pushing the ball in like the prime shack, right? If you're pushing a, a fast break and you got prime shack or prime Rondo as who you can start the fast break off with, that's my question of like, who's the better playmaker? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. And, and if you say prime Shaq, then I would simply tell you, I mean, hey, you know, rehab is expensive, but they got, <laughs> they got free facilities. They might have a drug addict fighting ring in there, but, you know, I mean, fight your way to recovery. Go ahead. Go for it. Because you don't need to be out here with the rest of us. You just don't. But go ahead, Chris. So that being said, right. If we talk about pound for pound, the impact you have on a player to create good looks and baskets for your key player, I would say, yes, that's entirely true. Shaq was a better playmaker because the amount of gravity that he had, that's why him and Kobe was like a perfect match, you know, a match made from heaven. You couldn't double Kobe because he'd throw it down to Shaq. You couldn't double Shaq. He'd kick it out to Kobe and then Kobe be one-on-one. So that's what made them a very good duo. So I would say yes. But if you talk about pound for pound, IQ and, and moving the ball to where it needs to be at the exact time, at the right play, the right decision in the clutch, Rondo got it by light years. Like, it ain't even in the same stratosphere. I don't care how good of a passer you think Shaq was from the center position. Rondo did things that kids these days would think that, like, it's no way somebody was able to fake a fake a, a, a behind-the-back pass and lay the ball up. There's no way people – he did a fake behind-the-back pass and then threw a frontward pass and it fooled everybody on defense. Like, Rondo was able to do things – even even now, like Rondo, his last couple of years before he's like not, not playable anymore, he's still with that Lakers team. Rondo did crazy type of things that helped that Lakers team generate offense from guys that really weren't offensive weapons until yeah. they played with a guy like Rondo. Yeah. So that being said, you can't take credit away from Rondo and you can't take credit away from Shaq. But it ain't, I don't even know. This, this debate is kind of like. It's like, can I push Gibbs down on the on the offensive line when he on the D line? I mean, maybe if I did it a hundred times, yeah, eventually I might get one. But no, 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 I can't. That, that's what Gibbs did for hey, a living. Hey, by the way, by the way, one one of the measures that like of how crazy what Rondo was doing was 2K literally did not like they tried to make a layup package for him and it it just didn't work. Like it just turned into a bunch of slow, awkward looking layups. Like, <laughs> you can't you you can't create what he was doing like without real. T- it's like he's in that Jamal Crawford level of like his bag is that crazy to like you try to create it. It just doesn't doesn't really work out. But yeah, no, Chris, I a thousand percent agree, man. It's, it's again, there's a difference between gravity and, and playmaking. There's a difference. There is a difference. And also anybody who says Shaq is a good passer. I, I I never want to hear you talk about sports again, and I, I mean that. I mean, I mean, Shaq Shaq is a professional athlete, so he can pass better than the average human. But Josh, please stop. <laughs> Shaq stop. can pass better than us, I would assume. The the what was it? The 08 Lions was it? Was it 08 when they went 0 16? Um, yeah. The 08 Lions were a great team relative to a random ragtag group of 53 <laughs> civilians. 
Of course. We don't compare them to that because that's not who they are. Everybody on that roster was a professional football player. We are not comparing Shaq to you or me. We are comparing <laughs> him to Jokic. To I mean, a bunch of we don't even got to go Jokic level of passing. We're comparing him to Eric Dampier, Charlie Villanueva, those types of guys. Like that's who we're comparing him. Hey, to. Hey, 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 I was I would say Shaq better passer than them. Nah, not Charlie V. Char- fun fact: Charlie V is actually. He was doing things that we applaud Joker for before Joker. Like, no, like, Stop, no, 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 bro. no cap, no cap. Like some of the no, passes. You're right. You're right. You're, uh, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I'm some looking at Josh right now. Say he a better. He was a better passer than him. No, like, like, saying, like if, you, if you if you look at like early Shaq, early Shaq was getting some passes off. Orlando late uh, early early Lakers Shaq was getting some some passes and, off on occasion. And, and, and while we on Shaq, bro, why Shaq like? You know, I get it. It's a health thing, but why Shaq all of a sudden been in the gym like this? Like, Shaq is like, you know, working out harder than he did when he was playing, bro. Like, this is like crazy. Now, listen, when the what doctor else he do? You, let me tell you something. When the doctor tell you lose weight or else, you're going to lose the damn weight, okay? <laughs> uh, a fun fact about me, I was 380 pounds during the pandemic. I went to the doctor to get my yearly checkup like I always do. They said, boy, your blood sugar is high as giraffe nipples. This thing here, uh, son, you, you keep up at this pace. They're going to be saying, Paul, Paul, your arm at 35. I'm sorry. <laughs> say less. Say less. Came back to the doctor like three months later. I lost, I want to say like 40 pounds by then. I'm down 80 pounds now. But like that was like, it, that's all I need to hear. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to take a bunch of pills to, and Shaq is rich. Like, you definitely ain't trying to do it when you're rich. That's even worse. Like, you had every opportunity to avoid it. You could have paid right. a personal trainer to come in. So, you know, good for him. Good for him. I'm very proud of, very proud of Shaq. Um, speaking, wait a minute. Speaking of Charlie V, are there any players, any random players that y'all feel like history is not going to properly remember how good they were? Like, who's a random player that y'all think of that you like? History really would never, never y'all ain't do gonna like justice. my answer. Y'all ain't going to like my answer. Who? Who is it? Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson was a hooper. I get that. Exactly, but but history not history not gonna show that though. Like, you know who mine was? Like, I don't I don't know what it was, but this dude was a bucket to me. And if you ask the average basketball fan, they probably don't even remember who they are, regardless of age. Jamal McGlure was a bucket. Yeah, man, he was. He was. He was. I'm I'm gonna tell you this. It's it's two for me. It's two for me. One who is my dear brother in the bond, yo, all the good news. That's what that stuff is back there. Um, Alex English, that's that's the first one. Like, oh yeah, history has like almost forgotten him already. He's the '80s leading scorer, like by decade, he's the leading scorer for the for the '80s. And you would never know it. And you would never, if you ask somebody who's the leading, if you ask the average sports fan, like who's the leading scorer for the '80s, they would have never guessed it. Yeah, but but from more recently, I would. I would probably say history is not going to be kind to Paul Pierce in terms of how good he really was. That's his fault. And it's his fault. It's, it's, that's it's his fault. It's yeah. If he, if he but, didn't shut up, he'd be straight. Not no. only that, not only that, if you look at the most important moments of his career, they were all him on the wrong side of something. Like almost <laughs> each and every one of them. You look nah. at like, you look at the biggest moment of his career is obviously winning a championship. That was the top one. But after that, what are like his really, really big moments? It was crapping himself on the court and having to be carried off, 
because he had a little bit of diarrhea. It was that team saying, yeah, we broke LeBron. And then in game six, him doing something that we like never seen before. I, what was it, 48? Did he drop 48 or 50 on him? No, 45, 15, yeah. and 10. Something like that. <laughs> Like, Wasn't it like on 96% shooting or something like that? It was something cra- like that's what you're... <laughs> and, then, and then here's the worst part. The here's Joe the Johnson part. crossover. The Joe Johnson crossover. The On the Nets, I want LeBron. I know how to stop him. He put them out in a sweep. And here's here's the worst one, because I know somebody going to say, oh, y'all just love LeBron so much. The worst part that, that's going to make people not remember Paul Pierce for being as good as he was, Draymond Green said... You thought you was gonna get a farewell tour? You thought they don't love you like they love Kobe. They don't no, love you like that. No, 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 no. That's not even the worst one. That's a good one, but that's not even the worst one. When he was on ESPN next to Jalen Rose and he said, <laughs> Yeah, my career is better than Dwayne Wade. Jalen Rose, everybody on the show paused, looked at him and said, Okay, so did Jalen Rose start reading <laughs> resumes out on air? Start reading resumes on air. <laughs> Man. Don't don't read my resume next to somebody that's gonna cook me on air. But you know what? That's, <laughs> but that's why I say the history is not gonna be kind to him. And another guy that history is not gonna be kind to that didn't earn it, Carmelo Anthony. I think in 10 years from now, history is not gonna be kind to him. I don't even I don't know, know why the history not kind to him right now. It's and it's so Yo, it's I, just, I, I just thought about something. Carmelo never getting his jersey retired. What? Stop it. Who going to retire his jersey? The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Jokic were 15. Oh. Oh. The Knicks what about got to, though. The Knicks, yeah, the Knicks kind of got to do it. I don't think so. He's a native son of New York. They got to do it. The, the, you the, can't. The, the Knicks too petty of an organization to do it. It, it, it might happen like, you know, when they change ownership years, years, years down the also, line, but Nick's ownership they, too petty. Why would they let Jokic get 15? He was a second round pick. Why would you let him get 15? D- I mean, did you see how dirty they did, Melo? I, I mean, I Ugh. feel like our generation is going to be the last generation that kind of defend Melo. Because like, like not. Nah. Young kids know who Carmelo was. They just don't remember seeing him, right? Our generation put that into like, no, no, no. Like Brian and Melo, when they came in 03, that like that that was kids. I mean, at, at, the, at the same time, from our generation of hoopers, I would kind of put Steph in there a little bit, but as far as like our generation of hoopers, LeBron the only one that's gonna get respect. No way. D Wade gonna get respect. D Wade, yeah, D Wade, D Wade gonna get his respect. No, I, I feel like the narrative is on that has already changed just because like D Wade's personal life. But even with D Wade's personal life, you cannot deny. Like, all right, here's the thing, right? If you are a sane individual, and somebody asks you where does D Wade rank all time as far as shooting guards go, there is not a legitimate D three that's lower than four. If yeah. you consider, if you consider Harden a two. It, and Harden was to win a couple championships late in his career. Win a couple. But, but I just saw a video earlier. Where it was a dude in his early 20s, and he ranked Westbrook ahead of D-Way. Stop it. I'm very Shit. serious. I am very serious. They they asked. Matter of fact, it's, it's somewhere in here. They asked this dude. Um, dude was in his early 20s, a quote-unquote basketball expert. They asked him, um, stop the video when you find a player better than um Russell will you find a player better than Russell Westbrook hold on wait not the big dude with the glasses that's like oh I'm gonna talk when I find a player better than da, 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 da. no he had somebody else on 
Oh, the big oh, dude with the glasses oh. had somebody else on as a guest. The first was Baron Davis. Okay. Second was T Mac. He said Westbrook better than T Mac. <laughs> the hey, second option was hey. T Mac. The third option was Chris Paul. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. If you're talking like peak, like the, what they were at their absolute peak. I could see him over a lot of those players. He was not better than Pete D Wade. He was not. He was no. Not. No. He was. We we could say Pete D Wade was 06 to 09, right? Yeah, just about. 06 D Wade might be the greatest hooper I ever seen. Yeah, just, just about. Yeah. <laughs> 06 D Wade was different. Different, boy. 30 a game like it was nothing. 06 to 09. We can and say you know D-Wade. the crazy part? You know the crazy part? He was the first guard. To make like that post hop shot really like yep. boom in that era. Like, cause people remember Penny's post hop, but Penny's post hop was was important because it was unique, not because it was right. incredibly efficient. But it also it, was, it, Penny ain't create a lot of space with that though. Yeah. Like he'd get it off on occasion, but yeah. D Wade, that that post hop shot was like, it was some nasty work, boy. You just couldn't do nothing with it. I remember I used to spam that thing on 2K so nasty, boy. Right? <laughs> Cause he had the gold badge on that too. Ooh, need it. Need it. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I ain't gonna lie. D-Way 06 on oh, I'm just trying to think. I just looked it up. That's the that's the one where D-Way had that super fast spin move on 2K9. Remember? Mm-hmm. I used mm-hmm. to set and my he hit one of these settings. after. Yep. Yeah, I, used to hit, <laughs> I used to set my controller settings to where the B was this on Xbox. B was my spin move button. Mm-hmm. And I used to spam that spin move like crazy, bro. Yeah, it wasn't no better than D-Way back then, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it is it's I if if you I'm gonna tell you this. I don't I think the history will remember D-Way kindly. And if you don't. That's a personal problem that you need to look within yourself and ask yourself, what's your problem? Right. Because, like, Russell Westbrook was wearing dresses. I mean, and this is not to diminish Russell Westbrook and say that that's not, like, I, I personally don't care. I don't believe in the gender binary and, like, doing things like, oh, men do this. Men right, do gender roles. You know, I, I, don't, I don't believe in all that. But with that being said, like, that shouldn't go into, because Dennis Rodman wore a wedding dress and nobody would ever say, oh, yeah, that guy was soft. That's that's a guy on the court that I know. If I need to get him on over on somebody, he's the one. What? Right. He gonna grab twenty rebounds and wear the dress and probably take your girl in the club that night. It was it was nasty work all the way around if Rodman was in your city. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's just that's it was just, really a parade in Rodman City. Hey, hey, literally now, literally that that man took two weeks off to go party in the middle of the season. I love that for him. And Love showed up on uh, WCW Nitro. <laughs> Love that for him. Absolutely. They're the playoffs. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine telling your job like, hey, I need time off right now. And then they see you like on TV. And like you don't. <laughs> and mind you, this ain't like you had scheduled PTO. You like, hey, listen, I just. I'm not I need some personal right time. I just need personal time. And then they see you on WCW talk about, I'm the new tribal chief. Like, bro, what? <laughs> What's good with bro? This is crazy. Yeah, that, that's like walking up to your job, like, look, I gotta really go take care of some family matters, like some really important family stuff. Y'all don't give me time off. I gotta take time off anyway. And not even waiting for the answer, just just doing stuff, bro. Like that's crazy. Love that for him. Love that for him. Cause forget these jobs. The if facts over acts ain't teaching nothing else. 
Forget these jobs, folks. All right. I'm the, I'm the foremost expert on that. I'm, I'm not going to be with that wa- wagon. I'm sorry. I ain't going to be with that wagon yet. Yeah. All right. Okay, Chris. <laughs> I, 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 hey, listen, I hear you, big dog. I hear you. But now back to the current life, back to current things that are going on right now. Speaking of how history remembers, folks, we got to talk about this because it's it's a fairly important thing that is uh, happening Right now, Damian Lillard was on the Old Man in the Three podcast with um, JJ Reddick because, of course, it's his podcast. And they were talking about ring culture and how Damian Lillard said, and I quote, um, it's almost as if nothing, the journey doesn't matter, only the end result. And if you don't get a championship, then everything was for nothing. That's the place that fans want to take it. And later in the interview, J.J. Reddick said, well, how do you not let that get to you? And Damian Lillard said, because I have a real life. I have family that loves me. My best friend comes out to visit me all the time. I have a real life. What do y'all think about Damian's statements there? What do y'all like? Is that like, I mean, I, I don't want to push any thought on it. So just how do you feel hearing that? Is he right? Is he wrong? What do y'all think? So I look at it from two perspectives. One, Dame has always ran with this narrative that other players or teams are quote unquote running from the grind. Mm -hmm. I would like to flip that on its ear and say, Dame is the one that's running from the grind. Oh, because when you're putting yourself in a position to where you know, you're never going to contest for a championship. But you're guising it as being loyal to an organization. What does that really mean? That you're okay with not having to reach the highest pursuit. Yeah, you're you're, you're okay with not competing at that level. And you know that's never going to be achieved in Portland and has not been achieved in Portland since 1992. Hey, this is spicy. That's spicy. We got to clip this. We got to get that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But like, now I, I get what you're saying. But I feel like there is some credence to the idea that like, so say a Kevin Durant per se. Okay. I would say, I would say that that if you're looking at who has had to do more of the grind per se, I would mm-hmm. say it's Dane by a mile because all the teams that Kevin Durant has won on, like But I, but, but I also think it's a middle I also think it's a middle ground. That's fair. It is a middle ground. It's it's a difference between I'm going to the easiest possible situation over and over and over to get me the ring as opposed to I'm going to stay with this mediocre franchise. Now, for example, if Dame and KD teamed up, I don't see the issue there. So so what about would you say Kevin Garnett was like he didn't run from the grind, even though he left Minnesota to go to. He didn't run from the grind. He played in Minnesota for 12 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like he joined some team that was stacked top to bottom. He joined a team that had two other aging stars on it, a rookie point guard, and a second year, um, a second year center who averaged two and four the season before. Hey, watch out, man! Don't talk about Big Perk like that, bro. Don't talk about Big Perk. Is it not the case? He was he was a dog. He had that dog. Perk, 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 played, Perk played his role. I'm joking. I'm jo- stop right. it. And, and he did. He, he was supposed to be big and in the middle. He did that. He lied on so, Kobe, and I'm never gonna be fooled, bro, <laughs> for lying on Kobe. 
Kobe did not tell you you was the best interior defender he ever played against. He did not say that to you, sir. <laughs> he did not if say we, that. If we break that down, what Guyton said into like normal, normal non-sports people terms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that that you know, if you're a sports guy, you 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 normal. But if we break that down to the corporate America, right? That's like saying. As a high potential at my job, right? They know I'm a high potential. They know I'm going to climb the top of the ladder. That's mm-hmm. like saying I avoid all the terrible roles to get to that high potential. I just go to a role somebody tell me to go to because it's easy. I go to another role that's tell you somebody to go to is easy. That's KD to me. That's the KD route. To me, Dame is doing where, like for me in Massachusetts right now, I'm not really happy about my situation called the changes happened in my division. But I'm doing something about it to get out of the division, right? Right. To me, Dame is taking the, if I decide to, you know what, I get paid good, I'm going to sit still and just, I mean, until it's, they figure out my situation and better it for me, I ain't going to do nothing. You know, That's, that's perfect. Coins. <laughs> Chris, you a, you, a, you a manager, right? Yeah. What was your position before you were a manager? I was a super uh, quality supervisor. That's like if they were like, yo, we got this manager position for you. We want you to take on this extra responsibility. And you was like, no, my check's good enough uh, right here being a supervisor. Right. I'm right. straight. Right. Right. So I feel like Dame doing that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I. This is this is this is such an interesting way of viewing this. This is such. A, I will say this, though. I will say this. And that pursuit of like being at the top. Here's the thing that I think. Dame has deluded himself about that a lot of players in the NBA delude themselves about until they're like 32, 33. There are ever in the NBA at one point in time, there are only ever at max four players who can lead their teams to championships at max. If you think about basketball right now, how many players with who they currently are could like, you know, lead a middle of the road team to a championship, like a miss the playoffs one year, make the playoffs next year. Mm. I think it's only one player that could do it right now. Maybe two, maybe two in the whole league. Honestly, now that I'm thinking over it, I say one. I think it's one with a possible two. One with a possible two. My answer Giannis, is Giannis. I think we all agree, yeah, Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. I think yes. we all agree, Giannis. The second one, and y'all ain't gonna like when I say this. The second one. And, and, and I know this is contradicting because, you know, the best ability is availability. But the second one is Joel and B right now. Top to bottom. You, Joel and B to me, if we if we took Joel and B, right, and we switched him with, let's say, we switched him with Donovan Mitchell and we took Darius Garland off the Cavs and we gave them two mediocre point guards, right? I think him and Evan Mobley and and a couple mid-level players, like Spencer Dinwiddie type players, could make a, a playoff, deep playoff run. That would I be the biggest that, front court in NBA history. I'm yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case, though, because we talking about taking a very bad team and they play out like... Well, no, 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 not a, not a very bad team. I mean, like middle of the road. Like a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like right. a but, but, but you said Cleveland, right? And the Cleveland right, is if not... You took, if you no, took, if you took Demetri oh. Garland off and put a Dimwitty and like a THT there, right? And you put Embiid there, right? And you had Dude, him, Evan Mobley, and somebody at the three, and then Spencer Dinwiddie and T.A. Do the Thunder make a deep playoff run with Embiid? Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. The Thunder not a bad team. They just young, bro. The Thunder is not a bad team. They are. They, they aren't. They aren't a bad team. 
I don't think they make you a deep playoff him run. You Shea and Giddy together, him, Shea, Giddy together with Doris defense, that's a solid team. I think it be gets that team to the second round as a ceiling. I, but that's uh, see, that's what I mean. Like I'm talking championship. I'm talking. We talking I, like I'm 2018 saying, LeBron they, level. They, I mean, and that, and I that's think, what I mean. I don't. I don't think. I, again, I, I think. I, in the, I, I, man. Think about this. Think about this. And I want to say the last time we had a lot of players like that all at once was in Jordan's era. That was the last time that we had a bunch of them. All in at one. Well, no, no, no. Actually, yeah, Jordan's there. Yeah, yeah. I think Jordan's there. It was because I would was, say Shaq is included in that. If was, you want to talk nineties, it was him. It was Hakeem. Hakeem. It was. Uh, it was. I, you could I, throw Shaq in there, and I would throw I, David Robinson in there too. And I was just about to say, you can't. As much as people, history kind of forgets about him. David Robinson. That's yeah. that's the last time we had that many guys. If you go to the early two thousand, yeah, there was Shaq. There was Kobe. And who else? You might who call else? me crazy pre Achilles tear. I might throw Dominique in there. I mean, I, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I could see it. I could. I could see it. But if, if we're talking a level of competition that was in the nineties, if it was in today's NBA, no. But in the nineties, I would throw Dominique in there. I could. See I would it. say Isaiah Thomas it. too. You, would but you got to remember at that time the Hawks were one of the worst run franchises in the league. Like if you look at what yeah. they were doing, yeah, like it was like. Bro, they were the, the Minnesota Timberwolves back then. Like, every move they made just seemed to be the wrong one. This man, Dominique, time. got traded from the Hawks to the Clippers. And then proceeded to put up, like, 25 a game on the Clippers. <laughs> right. And they traded for, like, peanuts, too. That's the worst part about that whole Yeah, I, I think they – I forget what the trade was, but they traded them for, like, a bench player and, like, two second-round picks or something crazy like that. And he was all NBA and that's what I mean by that. They were the Minnesota Timberwolves at that time, because huh? But yeah, no, I, I think I think with with that in mind, I just I don't. If I'm looking at you know a very very limited amount of players who can win a championship, going back to our original point here, D- Dame needs to realize he's not one of them. Trey Young yeah. is not one of them. It, he's not. He's not. I'm gonna say one that's gonna hurt some feelings, but it needs to be said. Chris, make sure the people in Boston don't come after me after this. Jason Tatum is not one of them. However, mm-hmm. I, I, I think he got time to develop wait, into that. Here's, here's the thing about Jason Tatum. He's in an extremely well-run franchise. See, when people hear, oh, this a player can't take a mid-level team to a championship, they think to themselves, well, are you saying that everybody is just average and mid? No. Most championships are not won by one player being the guy and everybody else following along. Most championships are won with one guy who's the alpha. He's the dominant player. But even your Robin is a baller. Your Robin has to be all-star, all-NBA level or somewhere of the like. All-NBA defense or something along those lines. You can't have your Robin be a random, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish backup singer that just happened to stumble upon a court. Like, you can't have that. That's why people, that's why I, I look at LeBron's final losses and I'm like, I mean, if Daniel Gibson is your second leading scorer, I'm not expecting you to win that series. I'm sorry, Booby Gibson, no disrespect. If it weren't for Monica, most of the black community would not know who you are. Like that's <laughs> that's just me being honest, my brother in Christ. But that's the reality. Like that's to me, a vast majority of players are not in that category. Even some who won championship. That Pistons team that won a championship. Who would look at them and say, 
Who on that team would even be near that pantheon? Who? Not even close. Not one. I mean... The closest would they, be Ben Wallace. The they closest. did that with one All-NBA player? I won, was Chauncey All-NBA that year? I don't... He might have been. I'm not sure. But to me, Ben Wallace is the closest because he had the biggest impact on winning out of all those guys. Like, yeah, realistically. I mean, maybe it was that system, though, because he left that system and went to Chicago and was garbage. But here's the thing. You could be right. You could be very right. At the end of the day, my point is Dame doesn't realize that. And and here's the the last point I'm going to make on this. Dame should realize that him being in that pantheon of if you don't get a ring, you will forever be sullied and it doesn't really matter. That means that you're at a different level of greatness. Look at how people talk about Jason Williams, right? Why? Because his bag was deep. Look at how people talk about Jamal Crawford. Why? Because his bag was deep. Look at how people talk about Brandon Jennings. Why? Because he could score a lot when he was first coming into the league and he got hot. I stand corrected. Out of all of those years that the Pistons were on top, um, 03 and uh, 04, uh, Ben Wallace made all second team twice. That was it. That's my point. Ben Wallace was the guy who had the greatest impact on winning on that team. And he's not near the pantheon. He's not near that pantheon of you can't put him on a mid-level team and they're a championship contender because they got Big Ben now. No. This is what I hate. This is what I hate, though, right? We live in a world where one player could make a whole different narrative, right? And what I mean yeah. by that is, look at Devin Booker, right? Everybody mm-hmm. was like, please don't sign that extension to the Suns, Devin Booker. That was a horribly ran organization. The Suns always going to be the Suns. And now look at the Suns. Kevin Durant yeah. is there now. He doesn't have to necessarily be available for the whole playoff run. It's just got to be available during, down the stretch of the playoff run. Mm-hmm. And that he could potentially win a, win a championship, quote unquote, being loyal to his franchise, right? Yeah, that that I think it's what's going to hurt that narrative we pushing right now. Just like Giannis, for example, the Bucks are not a terribly ran franchise. They had a championship before Giannis, but they had their their, their struggles. They did make a lot of moves that was like, Whoa. hold on, wait, 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 wait. Their only championship before Giannis came with Kareem, right? Right, right, right. But, but what I'm Forty saying years is, prior. What I'm saying is they always been like a middle of the pack team. Like that's, that's what you respect. Yeah, yeah. They always been like that, right? Yeah. The Suns, we know historically, only other than the years where they was decent back in the day, they always been a terrible team, like back in the day. Like, like they always they never right. So Giannis, another person that he won a championship by sitting still and it kind of fell into his lap because a lot of I mean, I'm not taking nothing from Giannis, but he did have a lot of luck on his side when he won that 2021 title, right? Like yeah, I mean, but you could apply you could apply the luck aspect to almost every championship in NBA exactly, history. Exactly. But what I'm saying is that loyalty that and that 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 weight that that ring carries when you quote unquote loyal. I think that's what Dame was more so hitting at. It's like if I win a ring at a team that I got drafted to and I stay with through it all, then it might mean more. But at the end of the day, Dame. Here's here's my thing with that. Dame is acting like that's a new revelation in basketball. I've been a basketball fan my whole life for as long as I can remember. The narrative has always been you don't have a ring. Even when I was a kid, I remember talking about basketball in third, fourth, fifth grade. People be like, yo, Ivo ain't got no ring. T-Mac ain't got no ring. We was talking about who was the best in the league between Kobe, T-Mac, Iverson, D-Wade. It was always, well, they ain't got a ring. That's always been the case, at least for me as a basketball fan. Yeah, well, I mean, I I get it. I get it. I Again, it's... 
to me, it's you should be honored to be in that pantheon of players where a ring matters for you. Because there are yeah. a lot of very good players. Even if even if those Pistons, things had gone the other way when they played, who was it that they won that first set? Was it the Spurs? I feel like it was the Spurs. The the Pistons? Yeah. You mean the 04 Pistons? No, I'm sorry, they Lakers. The Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers with Carl Malone and <laughs> Carl Malone never got a ring. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. What a how proud am I of Ben Wallace? What a man. But anyway, um, yeah, so that that was a situation where even if things turn out differently in that series, right? Kobe, let's say Kobe and Shaq dominate. Like they they both drop 30 apiece every game and the Pistons get swept off the floor. Does that hurt Big Ben's legacy? Like Let's be honest. He's he's the first ever undrafted uh, player to make it into the NBA Hall of Fame, I believe, uh, as far as like for his NBA accomplishments. It doesn't hurt his legacy because he's not in that pantheon. He's not in that uh, pantheon. Dame is in that pantheon to yeah, where true. a ring means a lot. Brother, be honored to be there, but also go get a damn ring. Stop playing. Stop playing, Dame. Stop hey. playing. It hey. matters for you. Now go do the thing. Go do the thing. So, somebody said. Somebody said. Dame could always say he got married and he got a ring that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we learned from Carmelo Anthony that ring don't always last. Now, does it? Yeah. That that, 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 that can be taken away. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect to Carmelo. No disrespect to the man. But he got his ring when he was married, and now you know he's back to ringless. You know and what I'm saying? Think about the think about the rap Dame gonna drop if he get a ring. Like what the album out Dame dropped that summer gonna be crazy. Oh my god, this <laughs> gonna be the craziest. But again, this is to me Dame need to go. On. He need to go on and leave, and and you know he need to go go get you a ring somewhere else. Go get you a ring somewhere else. And and we are gonna get on one last topic that wasn't in the rundown, but it came into my mind while we were talking during this show. Cam Newton does another workout at Auburn University and is still saying there are not 32 quarterbacks in the league better than me, to which Shannon Sharp responds, sure, there may not be 32 better than you, but a lot of those 32 don't come with the same baggage as you as far as being a diva and, you know, are you willing to be a backup if things don't go your way and all that type of stuff. What do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about, you know, number one, is Cam right in that there aren't 32 team uh, quarterbacks better than them? Number two, is Shannon right in saying that he comes with a lot of baggage? What do y'all think here? Um, They are both right. It's not mm-hmm. 32. Um, It's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than Cam Newton, or at least what we saw. And if we saw the way football works a lot of positions if you take that much time off it might affect your skill set but at the quarterback position cam newton is skilled enough to where he can come back and he might have to change his game he might have to be more of a pocket passer but he has the arm and the skill set to get that done he does have a lot of baggage and a media scene that a lot of teams may not be willing to deal with unless you know you look a certain way however there are a lot of teams that Cam Newton can help to what one, they would improve in at the quarterback position. Two, they could always groom a quarterback by learning from Cam. If, if we're talking about just a pure football perspective, they can learn a lot from Cam. Three, you're not making a playoffs or making no money anyway. Go get you some jersey sales. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Guyton. And also, I mean. It's only five quarterbacks top of my head, 
But honestly, the, the quarterback position is kind of deep in the league. Like, top to bottom, especially if you're looking at the draft this year and the draft next year and the draft the year after that, it's kids in high school that throw the ball just as good with their left hand as they do with their right hand. Yeah, that kid is crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Like, like, yeah, that like, 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 let's be honest, Cam. Do I want to deal with all of that stuff knowing his kids like that coming into the league? And also on top of that, what team can really, what team really thrives off a quarterback with Cam's play style anymore? Only the Ravens, and that's because they got Lamar. Other than that, what other team thrives off that type of play style anymore? Uh, you know, I'm a I'm gonna say this. I think the problem, I think the problem here is that all of the best pass rushers are getting old at the same time. And I know what y'all are thinking, Ken. What does that have to do with anything? You see, when all of the best pass rushers get old at the same time, we don't see the same things out of these this current batch of pass rushers that we would have saw. Let's go back, shall we, to 2017, 2018. You had JJ Watt, you had um, Aaron Donald rolling at his highest clip. You had a bunch of guys that were menaces off the edge, absolute terrors and nightmares. Von Miller was rolling at an extremely high clip. DeMarcus Ware was waning down, but he was still a baller. Yeah. What am I saying in saying all this? When I was playing, when I was retired, forced to retire due to injury, I was sad about it. I was real broke up about it. It hurt to watch NC State games. And then we play the team called the Louisville Cardinals. Now, I don't know if y'all know this, but the year I was forced into retirement by injury is the same year that Lamar Jackson won the Heisman. Now, when I watched uh, Lamar Jackson play against NC State, I said, you know what? Retirement ain't so bad. (laughs) There's worse things in the world to be. I could be doing, you know, and I I was okay with that. Cam Newton is watching these new quarterbacks get like gently touched by defenders and all that. And it's like, I could still do that. No, 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 no. We we just need, we need those classic pass rushes back to kind of get Cam to get into retirement. And let me say this. I am not sure if this is true or not. So I'm not going to try to, I'm not saying that, oh, I know this 100% and it's got to be right. But last year there was a, uh, there was a talk that came out from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk who said that Cam Newton got zero interest because teams likely know he wants to be an NFL starter and won't take a backup role. Now, if that is true, then of course you don't have a job, Cam, because guess what? Uh, you are not the worst out of if they put you in a room with all 32 other NFL starting quarterbacks, you would not be the worst. No. However, of that 32, at least 10 to 12 are like, hey, if, if I get put on the bench, I'm all right with that. I'm OK with that. If you're not in that category, uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense as to why you're you're not getting picked up. But if it, if that isn't true, I mean, this would go along with the mode of like. Cam being disrespected and played to the left by NFL teams just for being different. Like when Jeff Garcia was talking about, oh, he wears all these flamboyant clothes and has all this big hair at these press conferences. <laughs> Jeff Garcia, wild. everybody's not bald like you, bro. Like, yeah, I, and, and I'm saying this as a bald man. People can do what they want with their hair. What does that mean? As if you, a player, you know, wearing, you know what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. This is for. Uh, this is for strictly the Yakubians. This is that's what he meant by that. Because as far as 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just, I mean, it, at, at the end of the day, Cam Newton has been unfairly criticized for lots of things. And yeah. it feels like this is one of those moments that, again, if he is willing to be a backup quarterback, it feels like one of those moments where it's just like he's being having things held against him unfairly. Oh, he doesn't dress the way we want to dress. Who cares? Who cares? Can he fling the rock? Can he make the read? Can he run the rock? That's what you need to know. Go ahead. I, I'll say this. The, the best situation to me, if Cam was to get picked up or he should campaign to go get picked up and be at the first flight out there, you know, trying to work out a deal with the team. Is when Aaron Rodgers leads these Packers, I think him being a Packer will be the best situation for him. Let me tell you why. They still have a decent offensive line, correct? Like, their offensive line is still pretty decent. Oh, no, no. Their offensive line is elite. They're not decent. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. You got two running backs that are relatively decent. One that, two punch. That is a damn good, Chris. This these are not your oh, definition oh, of decent. <laughs> I, I'm, saying, I'm saying decent. I'm saying decent because like next year, you know, next year. Right yeah, next you next never year. know what they could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah I right, got right. you. I got you. I All got right. You. So I'm saying decent. You also have a a, a, a very good defense. Very good defense. Yeah. Right. Huh? You, your receiver core is a little in eh, because you know Aaron Rodgers depleted it, but. It's some guys he in the draft. He did take Lazard with him to the Jets. That's some nasty it, 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 work. It's, right. it's some, it's some and, and Cobb probably about to go too. But anyway, yeah. it's some, it's, yeah. it's some, it's some guys in the draft that are serviceable that are mm-hmm. play now receivers. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, and it it gives you that narrative where I kept this team afloat post Aaron Rodgers, right? It right. gives you that narrative, and also they're gonna say this out loud, but I'm gonna say this out loud. Wisconsin ain't the best place for black folks. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you got a little narrative you could push there too, where they did something for the for the brothers in in Wisconsin. So to me, it's not. And then you got Giannis over there down the street, so he could probably campaign for you. Because I mean, Wisconsin, his state for real. So Chris, I mean, it might not be wrong. I, you know, Cam, I, Cam Newton that quarterback for the Packers. The way the NFC North are looking, they could win. I'll tell you, bro. Eddie Jackson said the NFC North is ours if uh, if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Y'all have the number one pick, and you didn't trade for. <laughs> what do you, what makes you think that you're gonna have a turnaround from what was it? What were they three and fourteen? Yep, three and fourteen to division champs. What makes you think? What again? That's that's. Ooh. But what a time. What a time. But you know what, though? That is a good idea. That is a good idea. And again, I'm I'm looking at Cam Newton and I'm just very simply saying this. I I think that Shannon Sharp was was, you know, wrong to say, hey, you're just one of the randoms now and you haven't been good in forever. Because when you put context to his situation, how many quarterbacks would have been good in that situation? Right. Where you didn't have a full training camp with this team, caught COVID in the middle of the season, had to miss time with this team. There was a lot of things that were out of his control that didn't work well for him. And it's, it's just a shame to see. It's a shame to see. And we talked about Lamar last week, but but Mayor brought it up in the chat. So we got to talk about it one more time. Would you play on the franchise tag this year if you were Lamar? Yay or nay? Nope. Go Chris? ahead and rest your body. You good. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's tough, man. That's tough, bro. I think I would just because taking that, basically, it'd be almost a year and a half he took off. You know, 
that won't really, from a plan perspective, it'd be like a Deshaun Watson situation where it'd take you a while to get back into it, coming back. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I would just to get the reps in and, you know, go through the motions. But am I going to be diving out of bounds? Am I going to be running down the sideline, running for my life so that the, the linebackers don't get me? Am I going to take that hit to get that extra yard? Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to take it a step further, Chris. I'll give him the first eight games of the season to get the contract done with me. I got the first eight games. I'll play. I'll play my heart out. I'll give you everything I got for eight games. If y'all don't get something worked out by then, I'm done. And let me tell you why. To me, you don't want to build up a lot of rust. You don't want to build up a ton of rust. But, but once I get y'all those eight games, if we still can't see eye to eye on nothing, we still can't get nothing worked out long time, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll show up. I'll be in the facility. I'll do all the training. I'm done playing, coach. I don't. I've shown y'all what I can do. Did y'all know that the Ravens were dead last in offensive spending during Lamar's tenure? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. Just looking at the the past that he had with him. That is legitimately insane. Yeah. You have even if you thought Lamar was like just a good quarterback. Like even if because me personally, I believe he's great. I believe he's a, a generational talent. We're not going to see again for another 15 years. I don't think we're going to see another. With that being said, if you got that guy while he's on his rookie deal, you better run it up on everybody else. Hey, spin, spin, spin. Hey, hey, listen, you got two years left. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Come on. Come on. Come get with us on this, this couple years. So you go ahead and get your ring, get him his rings. And then once he wins his rings and you got to pay him out the wazoo, you let all those players who won their rings with him go, hey, go on about your way, go on wherever y'all going to be. And then at that point in time, he already has the reputation established as he's a winner, he's a champion. So then you can get guys on the cheap because they know you come to Baltimore, you win the championship. Yeah, That's how the game works. That's how the game works. But instead, they want to play around and not pay him his money. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Y'all know the rule. The cheap man pays twice. The cheap man always pays twice. It's like if you tried to outsource one of our jobs, right? Go ahead. Try to outsource a, a recruiter to, to um, wherever overseas and say, oh, yeah, this will be fine. Sure. Except the language barrier, the 10-hour time difference, all that good stuff. How, you, how do you get past that? How do you get past that? Yeah, Okay. Go ahead. Try to outsource Chris' job. Yeah, anybody could be a plant manager. We'll we'll move the whole plant over there. And then people stop buying your product all of a sudden. It's a shame how that worked out, huh? Not looking at any companies in particular, Ford. Not looking at any <laughs> companies whose sales have been tanking Ford. But, you know, outsourcing doesn't really work out well for most folks. So uh, with that in mind, again, you got to pay the first time. It's the rich man buys one pair of pantyhose and they last them through the whole year. That that saying was created back when men wore pantyhose. That was a, a long time ago. But anyway, the rich man buys one pair. It lasts him through the entire season. The poor man has to buy new ones every week. That's how it works out. The Ravens are playing around, and they're showing you why it's been a revolving door at quarterback for the most part in their franchise's history. And we're going to yeah. leave it at that. I know because I know y'all are tired of us talking about who history ain't going to remember and who going to get a ring and who can make a play. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,